All right, good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. We'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Lazenthia says, good evening. Good evening, Lazenthia. Thank good you evening. for joining us. We greatly appreciate you. If you're new around here, welcome to Join the Mist of the Storm, where we do a weekly live stream Bible study every week at the same time when we bring you a new topic. We dive deeper into the Bible where other people may not want to go, be too scared to go for various reasons. Uh, we don't preach to shout or we don't preach to get a shouting reaction or a lot of amens or anything. We just want to bring out the truth because that's what's going to help us all get saved at the end of the day. That should be our only goal. So again, I hope everyone is having a blessed day and to and just um, a chatter talk. I remember I was browsing Reddit yesterday, and somebody um, brought up how Curry, you know, Curry is like, he proclaims Christianity, and he recently got hurt. And um, I'm guessing he had an interview or something, and he said, you know, having all of this time off, it's a great time to spread the true word of God. And somebody talked about that on Reddit. And it got down downvoted to oblivion. See, a lot of people, they don't like to talk about God. They don't like to talk about God. And people will say, dude, get that junk out of here. Why are you trying to push your religion on us? And that's not how it is because I know a lot of people have that question for us. Like, why? When we get, we get on here week in and week out, and we also have a Tuesday in-person Bible study helping to spread the true word of God. And a lot of people may look at that as saying, hey, we're trying to push our beliefs on somebody else. But um, and then that person commented back on Reddit and said, if you saw a blind person about to walk off the ledge or like a large cliff or something, wouldn't you want to warn him so that he wouldn't fall off? So that's what we try to do. We try to, you know, warn people and not as a scare tactic, because a lot of people just simply don't know because they haven't been taught. And the true the true word of God definitely is not being taught as much as it should be. So that is definitely our goal. We're definitely not trying to force anybody to believe the way that we believe. Not at all, because God won't do that. He rewards those who diligently seek him. So that's what we just try to do. Just bring the true word out. <laughs> We're not forcing you. Because we don't even want you to take our word for it. Take the Bible, what you see in the scripture. So I know um, you've already looked at it, but the title is Evil Turned to Good. See, a lot of us get discouraged or even upset with God when bad things happen to us. But the Bible says rejoice through your tribulations. It works patience. It works experience because evil things will happen to us when we truly try to follow the true word of God. We're going to take a look at Joseph in the Old Testament and see all the evil things that happened to him. But we're also going to see how God used those evil things for his good. Just like he, he would do for us. when We want to humble ourselves and listen to what he's actually saying. So without any further ado, I'm going to turn it over to, to Minister Tony Banks, and he'll bring us the message tonight. Thank you, Melvin. Mm -hmm. um, before we move too far, we like to bow our heads and say a prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for yet another opportunity to study your word, to grow closer to you. Lord, we thank you for how you've kept us over the week, how you brought us back to another Thursday, another opportunity to dive into your word. So, Lord, we just thank you for how you washed over us over the dangerous highways, going to work, going to school, going wherever we wherever we are all going uh, throughout our week. Lord, we just say thank you because we could never do that enough. And Lord, we ask that you will continue to bless us, continue to shield and guide us, guide our footsteps, guide our path. Lord, continue to be a light to us where there is only darkness in this world, but you are the light. 
of the entire world. So, Lord, we just say thank you. We ask you to continue to bless us. And, Lord, we pray these many blessings in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Um, we have such, uh, I think my, uh, <laughs> i like to say hello to my aunt, uh, as well as everybody else watching. Uh, hello, auntie. Uh, <laughs> she got me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we have, man, it's such a powerful lesson, uh, such a powerful story that God took Joseph through. Uh, and that's what we're going to deal with tonight. Uh, we won't be able to cover even the half of these things. It's so much to discuss. And man, uh, just going back over it, it brings things to my remembrance that I had even forgotten about. Uh, things that I didn't even remember reading once upon a time. But we're going to be talking about how evil can be turned into good. And what we mean by that is that a lot of times there are a lot of bad, horrible things that happen to us um, trying to live a godly lifestyle. But despite all that evil, despite all of the, um, the hardships, all the hard times, despite all of that, those things, God actually takes those things and work them out in our favor and uses them as good. And so we're going to take the life of, of Joseph and see some of the evil things. We won't be able to look at all of it, uh, but we're going to see some of the evil things that happened to him and see just how God turned it all around for him and use those things to set him up for the position that he found himself in. And so that's what happens with us as well. God allows us to go through so many horrible things so many things where we look at it and say, man, why? I, I shouldn't have to go through this. But God uses that to prepare you for the position that ultimately we will find ourselves in. If we stick to his plan, if we derail, it won't matter. But if he said those that endure to the end, they shall be saved. If we endure to the end, then we will see how it all makes sense but only if we get to that position in the end will it make sense so we're going to start in the book of genesis actually let's go to the focus verse you already got it pulled up <laughs> uh, genesis chapter 50 and verse 20 but as for you ye thought evil against me but god meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive now this is joseph speaking to his brothers. This is him telling them how, now we know the story, some of us know the story, but if you don't, we're gonna cover it. Joseph was sold into slavery by his own brothers. He had 11 brothers, it was a family of 12. Uh, that's where we get the 12 tribes of Israel from. Uh, their father is Jacob. We have Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob later, God changed his name to Israel. And so Israel has 12 sons, Joseph being one of them. So he has 11 brothers. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> Joseph has 11 brothers. He is one of 12. So his brothers sold him into slavery. Now that's evil. That's horrible. We do that as people today. We're still doing the same thing, selling each other out. 
and saying we're brothers and sisters, saying I love you, I, I care about you, and still selling each other out, still working evil towards each other. But God took that evil. God took the evil things that happened to Joseph and he used it to prepare him, to cultivate him, to grow him, to get him ready for the job at hand. He used Joseph as a tool to save his people. And so that's where we're going to look at. Um, so we're going to jump back to the 37th chapter. And we're going to start with verse 2. Alright, Genesis chapter 37 and verse 2. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren. And the lad was with the sons of Bilhah and with the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. So, Joseph, read that again for us, man. I'm sorry. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren, and the lad was with the sons of Bilhah and with the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives, and Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. Now, Joseph is 17 years old, so now he's younger than his brothers, and so a lot of times, especially when someone is really young, they have a knack for telling everything. And so Joseph, he would always tell on his brothers. When they were up to no good, he's always telling on them. And so naturally, you know, his brothers were going to grow to dislike him because of that fact. But even more so because his father loved him the most. Uh, let's, let's see that in the next verse. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. And he made him a coat of many colors. Even made him a coat because he loved him so much. He was the son of his old age. So he had him when he was old. And so that made him love this child even more than the others. Because he was sympathetic to the situation. Uh, there's, even a, there's even more that goes into that. But that, that's as far as we're going to get in that. But so he makes him a coat of many colors. All right. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. They hated him. They hated their own brother. That's evil already. God is love. And so they found themselves hating their own brother, really for no reason. Just because their father loved him a little bit more. Yet they still said, man, I... I, I can't stand the boy. But this is their own brother. Their father makes him a coat. They hate him because of it. Because of a material thing. How, much, how often does that happen? We hate on someone because of a material thing that they get. We see somebody get a new car. We find ourselves hating them. Just because their car is a little bit better than our car. <laughs> we start disliking them. Somebody get a new shirt. You can... <laughs> They think they're better than me because they got a new shirt on. We find so many reasons to hate people because of material things. But anyways, let's go down. And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it, told it his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. They got another reason to hate him. 
the list is adding up. God gives Joseph a dream. So God gives him this dream and they hated him because of this dream. And especially when you find out what the dream was, of course, they were going to hate him. And he said unto them, Here, I pray you, this dream which I have dreamed. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field. And lo, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And behold, your sheaves stood round about and made obeisance to my sheaf. Mm -hmm. And his brethren said to him, Shall thou indeed reign over us? Or shall thou indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him yet the more for his dreams and for his words. So he has a dream that he would reign over his brothers. And that's what people don't like. We, we don't like to be reigned over by someone else. We want to be a rebel. We want to do our own thing. And so Joseph tells his brothers about this dream. And they didn't like it. So they hated him even more, the Bible says. All right. And he dreamed yet another dream and told it his brother and said, Behold, I have dreamed they dream more. And behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars made obeisance to me. He said, I had another dream. The sun and the moon, which represents his mother and father, his father and mother. And then 11 stars, which represented his 11 brothers. He said, they all made obeisance to me. So he has another dream that his whole family would bow down to him. So he didn't fully understand what this meant. His brothers, they seen it. They said, oh, man, that, that's not going to happen. For one, they hated him, but he was even younger than them. And that's a, th that's a hard thing for older people to see is someone being younger than them reign over them. You will. <laughs> Let's just move on here. And he told it to his father and to his brethren, and his father rebuked him and said unto him, What is this dream that thou hast dreamed? Shall I and thy mother and thy brethren indeed come to bow down ourselves to thee, to the earth? Mm -hmm. And his brethren envied him, but his father observed the same. His, they said, look, this ain't going to happen. His father even rebuked him, said, hold on now. Hold on now, you're going too far. <laughs> so his father kept that in mind, all right? And his brethren went to feed their father's flock in Shechem. Now we're going to drop down to verse 18. So his brothers, uh, to save us some reading, his brothers went down to feed the flock in Shechem. His father, all the brothers went except Joseph. And so their father sent Joseph down to Shechem to check on his brothers. So now we're going to pick it up uh, when they see him coming in verse 18. And when they saw him afar off, even before he came near unto them, they conspired against him to slay him. They said, let's kill him. <laughs> now look at the hatred there. Home brothers. Brothers. <laughs> they said, let's kill him. Now that's evil. The, God has been working in Joseph's life even before now. Because God, God is the one that gave Joseph the dream. And God knew the dream was going to get him in trouble. I was talking to uh, my dad and he was telling me about how uh, he was talking one time and he was discussing how a dream, God giving you uh, a dream will get you in trouble, but it also will get you out of trouble. And so that's what we see unfold in Joseph's life.
But so they said, let's kill him. All right. And they said one to another, behold, this dreamer cometh. <laughs> Come now, therefore, and let us slay him and cast him into some pit. And we will say some evil beast hath devoured him. And we shall see what is what will become of his dreams. <laughs> they said that dream ain't going to come true once we kill him. You'll see what happened. So they decided to throw him in a pit. We'll see what happens with that dream after he's dead. He's going to be dreaming a lot while he's asleep. All right. And Reuben heard it. And he delivered him out of their hands and said, let us not kill him. Mm-hmm. And Reuben said unto them, Shed no blood, but cast him into this pit that is in the wilderness, and lay no hand upon him, that he might rid him out of their hands to deliver him to his father again. Now Reuben, he was trying to do the right thing here. God used him in this situation. Because the brothers, they wanted to just go ahead and kill him. But God used Reuben to continue the plan. Reuben said, let's just put him in a hole. Reuben's plan was to go back and get him. So, all right. And it came to pass when Joseph was coming to his brethren that they stripped Joseph out of his coat, his coat of many colors that was on him. Mm-hmm. And they took him and cast him into a pit. And the pit was empty. There was no water in it. Mm-hmm. And they sat down to eat bread and they lifted up their eyes and looked. And behold, a company of Ishmaelites came from Gilead with their camels bearing spicery and balm and myrrh going to carry it down to Egypt. Now, they set, they they put Joseph in the pit. They sit down to eat. And while they were eating, they look up and they see these people going into Egypt, going to trade, going to sell. So now they have a thought, all right? And Judah said unto his brethren, What profit is it if we slay our brother and conceal his blood? They said, We won't get anything out of that other than the joy of killing someone that we hate. But he said, Their thinking now is we can make a profit. All right. Come and let us sell him to the Ishmaelites, and let not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother and our flesh. And his brethren were content. All right. Drop down. All right. Keep on now. Then there passed by Midianites, merchantmen, and they drew and lifted up Joseph out of the pit and sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver. And they brought Joseph into Egypt. So what they wanted to do never actually happened. But yet they still put him into the pit. And now we're not going to get it. But they dipped the coat in blood and they took it back to their father and pretended as if they didn't know what happened to him. They knew they put him in a pit. They knew that much. They may not have known exactly what happened to him after they put him there, but they knew he was in a pit. And so they did evil towards Joseph, but God is not done with this situation. So if we flip over, um, we'll pick up, let's flip over to... Let's flip over to chapter uh, one, uh, verse one in chapter 39. We'll see Joseph now being down in Egypt. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. So Joseph was sold twice. 
And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Now, despite all that was done to Joseph, he was still prosperous because God was still with him. Now, even though he was sold into slavery, God was still with him. And so that's what made the difference because Joseph would prove to hold his integrity. He would prove to stay within the will of God. And that's a powerful thing because when we get in trouble, when stuff starts happening to us, we start thinking, man, maybe this ain't worth it after all. Maybe I should just start back doing what I was doing in the first place before God woke me up, before God changed me. Maybe I should go back to my old ways because right now this ain't even helping. I was actually better when I wasn't living for God. The devil will deceive us a lot of times into thinking that. Say, man, I was doing just fine before I got into the church. Before I started trying to follow God, that's when it seemed like everything started going wrong. So we look at those things and we allow the devil to deceive us and to make us backslide. But Joseph, we're going to see him continue to hold to his integrity. All right. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. Mm -hmm. And Joseph found grace in his sight and he served him and he made him overseer over his house and all that he had put his all that he had. He put his hand into his hand. Sorry. So. Potiphar, he recognized that everything Joseph put his hands to, it worked. God was dealing with Joseph, and God allowed people around him to see it. He was a just man. He was upright. So let's drop down to verse 7. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph, and she said, lie with me. My God. <laughs> so even while this man is trying to do the right thing, evil is still following him there's still going to be things that really these things needed to happen to get joseph into position to where god was going to take him so even for us today evil things have to happen to us so that god can get the glory out of the situation so that god can shine his light so that god can build our faith so that God can build our trust, our patience. So many things God wants to build in us, but he has to take us through something before that ever happens. We, we want faith. We want all these things, but we don't want to go through what it requires to receive these things. And I know I can speak for a lot of us. We want a lot of things, but the work to actually receive those things, we don't want that. <laughs> we want everything at no cost just like salvation but a cost had to be paid even Jesus Christ had to pay a price and so we ourselves have to pay a price as well because like we talked about last week you said take up your cross and follow me there's a cost that has to be paid so Joseph now his his master's wife, she began to look at him. All right. 
But he refused and said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master wotteth not what is with me in this house, and he hath committed all that he had to my hand. He said, Look, your husband, he's put me in charge of things, and he doesn't know about this, but I can't do this. Sure, I might be able to get away with this before your husband finds out, but God will know, all right? There is none greater in this house than I, neither hath he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? He said, I'm going to sin against God. I can't do that. So despite the situation Joseph found himself in, it's miraculous how he found himself twice sold into slavery. Now he's down in Egypt serving a master, even though he... We can look at this and say he should have never been there. But this was divine. God ordained these things to befall him. So now he finds himself faced with a situation where someone is trying to get him to disobey God. To do wrong in God's sight. But now it would have been pleasurable for Joseph. Except within his heart. Physically, yes, it may have been pleasurable. But within his heart, he couldn't sin against God. So today... Will we take the evil that presents itself before us and will we hold to our integrity and say, I'm still not going to sin against God. No matter what happens to me, I'm still going to do my best to do what God says. So let's go down. And it came to pass that she spake to Joseph day by day that he hearkened not unto her to lie by her or to be with her. Now she continued to act day by day. Now, this is evil in God's sight. She continued to press him. She said, look, my husband won't find out. Yeah, but God will. God will. And a lot of us, even if we were strong enough to deny it that first time, a lot of us probably would have cracked. We'll give in. <laughs> we say, well, I mean, she is a nice looking woman. I'm not crazy. People, people in authority, they... They're going to choose someone pleasant to look at because they have all the opportunity to. But let, let's move on. And it came to pass about this time that Joseph went into the houses, house to do his business. And there was none of the men of the house with, there within. He, he went inside because he had to do something that required him to take his clothes off. We all know what that is. All right. And she called him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and fled and got him out. Now, <laughs> he had to escape for his life. He, had, he said, Look, I have to get out of here. So he runs out, but she still has the clothes in her hand, all right? And it came to pass when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and, and was fled forth, that she called unto the men of her house and spake unto them, saying, See, he hath brought, brought in an Hebrew unto us to mock us. He came in unto me to lie with me, and I cried with a loud voice. Mm -hmm. And it came to pass when he heard that I lifted up my voice and cried, that he left his garment with me and fled and got him out. Now, look how she just lied on this man. It's crazy. Because she could not get what she wanted, she decided to lie on him. So, Joseph, he was doing all right. Before this situation... He was doing okay, but he's actually still doing okay. The devil is a liar. He's the father of it. But God has to use all of these negative things to bring about the positive. 
He had to use all these things because all these things are getting Joseph into the position that Joseph is going to be in. So as a result, let's uh, drop down to verse 20. And Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound, and he was there in the prison. So now he finds himself in the prison. Evil is continuing to follow Joseph. Just like us today, so many evil things seem like they continue to happen to us. I know even me today, I put my car in the shop and I get my car out. Even now, I'm still faced with my car need to go right back to the shop. So it seems like it's, it's, it's bad things continuing to happen over and over. And so sometimes those things seem to take a toll on us. Sometimes we feel as if we want to give up. But if we were able to change our perspective and see that it's good happening all the time, because it's something that God is doing with us, something that God is doing for us, we just can't see it yet. So we should rejoice through trials and tribulations. We should. I know it's hard. I know when things bad things happen, we don't we're not thinking, man, I'm so happy this is happening. <laughs> but it would be smart for us to. Because if we understood just what God wants to do and is going to do for us, if we choose to continue in his word, we'll see the blessing fall upon us. Blessings fall on us that we wouldn't even have room to receive. That's what God promised us he would do. So Joseph now finds himself into prison. So now that he's there, let's let's read the next verse. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. God's still working. God is still working, even though... It seems like evil things have come upon Joseph. God is still working on his behalf. God is still in his corner. God is still in his corner. Now, Joseph could have been one of these people say, God, why do you keep letting this stuff happen to me? I chose to do the right thing. I chose to do the right thing. But yet, bad things continue to happen to me. What is, sometimes we start asking God, what am I doing wrong? Why God? But it's to get us in condition for the elevation because God is going to elevate us to a new level. But we have to be in condition for it. So let's actually flip over to the next chapter. I really. I'm planning to get these verses, but let's flip over to the next chapter. Uh, verse 1. Chapter 40, yeah, verse 1. And it came to pass after these things that the butler of the king of Egypt and his baker had offended their lord, the king of Egypt. Mm -hmm. And Pharaoh was wroth against two of his officers, against the chief of the butlers and against the chief of the bakers. Mm -hmm. And he put them in, in ward in the house of the captain of the guard into the prison the place where Joseph was bound. So what happens now is that Pharaoh, he gets upset with his butler and his baker and he casts them both into prison. 
But now once they get there, because Joseph has had favor with the guard there, Joseph is assigned with the butler and the baker. So he's in contact with them. So now God's plan begins to unravel. It's, it's miraculous if you can truly see all the things that took place, all the things that take place. And God had to wait and we have to wait for the perfect timing. God is patient. God is long suffering. We're not. We're not patient at all. Joseph, he was 17 years old when he was sent down here. A lot of years have passed. A lot of years. We'll see some of the years that pass a little bit later. But so Joseph is now in contact with some high ranking people within Pharaoh's house. We know Pharaoh was rich. He was the king of Egypt. So God is making a way to get Joseph into a leadership role. But he had to wait for it to happen. So um, let's actually drop down to verse five. And that dream and they dreamed a dream, both of them, each man his dream in one night, each man according to the interpretation of, of his dream, the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt, which were bound in the prison. God gives them a dream now. God is still working. Even though it may seem like it's a long time coming, God is still working. God gives them a dream, all right? And Joseph came in unto them in the morning and looked upon them, and behold, they were sad. Mm -hmm. And he asked Pharaoh's officers that were with, with, that were with him in the ward of his Lord's house, saying, Wherefore look ye so sadly today? He said, Why are y'all looking sad today, all right? And they said unto him, We have dreamed a dream, and there is no interpreter of it. And Joseph said unto them, Do not interpretations belong to God? God gives interpretations. That's a whole nother message there. All right. Tell me them, I pray you. And the chief butler told his dream to Joseph and said to him, In my dream, behold, a vine was before me. And in the vine were three branches. And it was as though it budded, and her blossoms shot forth, and the clusters thereof brought forth ripe grapes. And mm -hmm. Pharaoh's cup was in my hand. And I took the grapes and pressed them into Pharaoh's cup, and I gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand. And Joseph said unto him, This is the interpretation of it. The three branches are three days. Yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thine head and restore thee into thy place. And thou shalt deliver Pharaoh's cup into his hand after the former manner when thou was his butler. So what has happened here is God allowed the butler to be cast into prison just so he can meet Joseph. So many, God is working out so many things. He cast, he allowed this man to be cast into prison just so he can meet Joseph. And so now that he's met Joseph, Joseph tells him, look, you're going to be restored in the position that you were in. You're going to be his butler once again. And so that comes to pass. We won't read all of it, but that comes to pass. And he tells him, he said, look, once you get back in your position, remember me. He said, remember what I've done here for you. So let's actually flip over to chapter 41 now. God is still working. It's a long time coming. If we have patience, we can receive these things. In one place, Jesus told us, he said, in your patience, save your soul. We will be saved if we have patience. And that's the same situation Joseph found himself. 
He was saved, but he had to have patience, though. He couldn't get out when he wanted to. So many things happen to us as people. We want to get out right now. We want God to take away the pain right now. We want God to take away the sadness right now, right this second. As soon as I become sad, I say, God, take away this sadness. It's been a whole second. God, what are you waiting for? <laughs> we have to learn some patience. We have to endure it till the end. We have to be able to see that the evil that people intend, people work evil towards us. God actually is taking that evil and good things are going to come of it. If you choose to follow him, that's a big if. If you choose to continue to obey him. So now we'll look at what happens with Pharaoh. All right. And it came to pass at the, the end of two full years that Pharaoh dreamed and behold, he stood by the river. Now God's still giving dreams. God gives Joseph a dream. God gives the butler and the baker a dream. Now God gives Pharaoh a dream. But they, they all had to come in the right timing. They had to come in the perfect timing. He couldn't give the butler and the baker the dream first. He had to do it with Joseph first to get Joseph here. So now we'll see how God is working this thing out. And behold, there came up out of the river seven well-favored kind mm -hmm. and fast flesh, and they fed in the meadow. Mm -hmm. And behold, seven other kind came up after them out of the river, ill-favored and lean-fleshed, and stood by the river, and stood by the other kind upon the brink of the river. And mm -hmm. and the ill-favored and lean-fleshed kind did eat up the seven well-favored and fat kind. So Pharaoh awoke. So Pharaoh sees his dream, where seven cows, healthy, looking good. They were eaten and overtaken by seven lean cows that looked sick. And so he couldn't understand what this dream meant, but drop down to verse 8. And it came to pass in the morning that his spirit was troubled, and he sent and called for all the magicians of Egypt and all the wise men thereof. And Pharaoh told them his dream, but there was none that could interpret them unto Pharaoh. <laughs> God is working away. For Joseph to get into Pharaoh's home. So now no one can interpret it. All right. Then spake the chief butler unto Pharaoh saying, I do remember my faults this day. Now he's talking to the one that's already met Joseph. All right. Pharaoh was wroth with his servants and put me in ward in the captain of the guard's house, both me and the chief baker. And we dreamed a dream in one night. I and he, we dreamed each man according to the interpretation of his dream. He said, look, we were in jail and we both dreamed a dream, but there was somebody down there that told us the interpretation of the dream. All right. And there was there with us a young man in Hebrew, servant to the captain of the guard. And we told him and he interpreted to us our dreams to each man according to his dream. He did interpret. Drop down to verse 14. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph, and they brought him hastily out of the dungeon, and he sh shaved himself and changed his raiment and came in unto, unto Pharaoh. Melvin says, from rag to riches. <laughs> so, Joseph is in the dungeon. He's in prison. He's in captivity. But now, 
Pharaoh called him up. They said, look, clean him up. He can't get to, he can't go to the Pharaoh looking like this. Clean him up. He needs to speak with the head man in charge. So God has worked all of these things out to this point just to get Joseph in contact with Pharaoh. So how many things is God doing in our lives when so many evil things overtake us? They don't overtake us. They just fall upon us. But evil things happen to us. And we cannot see how God is preparing us for the next level, for the next step. God to elevate us. God to put us in positions of which he's ready to bless us that we won't have to suffer like we were were used to suffering how many situations is God doing for us because God is no respecter of a person he's still the same God that he was then he's the same God now so we're looking at the evil being turned into actually good right before our eyes alright Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I have dreamed a dream, and there is none that can interpret it. And I have heard say of thee, that thou canst understand a dream to interpret it. And Joseph answered Pharaoh, saying, It is not in me. God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. Drop down to verse 25. Actually, 29. Behold, there come seven years of great plenty throughout all the land of Egypt. And there shall arise after them seven years of famine, and all the plenty shall be forgotten in the land of Egypt, and the famine shall consume the land. He told them what's going to happen, what you're seeing in your dreams is seven years of plenteous and seven years of famine. That's all the dream is about. So God used Joseph to warn the king of Egypt on what was going to happen in the land. That's what God's the same God that he is then that he was then now he's the same God he's using someone to tell us what's going to take place he's going to do that and so but God had to work these things out to get Joseph into contact with Pharaoh all right and and the plenty shall not be known in the land by reason of that fame and following for it shall be very grievous drop down to 33 now therefore that Pharaoh looked out a man discreet and wise and set him over the land of Egypt. Joseph said, look, you need to put somebody over this. You need to put somebody in charge because it's about to get bad. You need to start planning for this famine. You have to do something. All right. Let Pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers over the land and take up the fifth part of the land of Egypt in the seven plenteous years. And let them gather all, all the food of those good years that come and lay up corn under the hand of Pharaoh and let them keep food in the cities. Now, he's, he's telling them exactly how this thing should be done. He's telling them exactly what needs to take place. All right. And that food shall be for stored to the land against the seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt, that the land perish not through the famine. And the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. Mm -hmm. 
And the Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such a one as this is, a man in whom the Spirit of God is? Mm -hmm. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God hath showed thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. He said, Nobody is as perfect for this job as you. You are the right man for this job. So now he's going to go from being in the dungeon to being a ruler. From being at the very bottom to being at the top. But look at how many things had to take place for him to get here. It was God divine. It was God ordained. God ordered that all of those things happened to him. So if you're going through some situations, I know you are. So many things seem to continue to fall apart. If you are continuing to stay in God's plan, continuing to hold to your integrity, continuing to say, God, I'm going to trust you. God, I'm going to do your will. You will see that the plan will all make sense if you continue in his word. The it will all make sense because things will line up just how they were supposed to. It won't be by coincidence. None of these things we're seeing was coincidence. God had it set up this way. All right. Thou shalt be over my house, and according unto thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than you. Mm -hmm. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee all over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand, and put it upon Joseph's hand, and arrayed him in vestures of fine linen, linen and put a gold chain about his neck. Mm -hmm. And he made him to ride in the, in the second chariot, which he had. And they cried before him, bowed the knee, and he made him ruler over all the land of Egypt. He put him over everything. If people wanted to come buy something from the land of Egypt, they had to go through Joseph. Could nothing be sold? Nothing could be sold unless Joseph knew about it. God has elevated this man's status. God has increased his rank. People respect him now. He was no longer a servant. He was no longer a slave. Now he's right underneath the king. Pharaoh said, look, I'm the only one that's going to be over you. The same, <laughs> the same man that had thrown him into prison, the same person that bought him, now <laughs> he can't tell Joseph what to do anymore. Look at how God has shifted this entire situation. All because Joseph continued to do the right thing. He didn't try to get back at the people that had done him wrong. But look at how long it took. Let's uh, skip over to um, I don't remember where it says it at. Let's actually just move over to chapter 50. Chapter 44. Let's move to chapter 44. Uh, we'll start at verse 12. So now, we've skipped a lot of things because we really won't have time to go through all of this. But Joseph, he is now... The one that everything has to go through in order to sell. So we've moved past the seven years of plenteous, the seven years of abundance. 
And so that is now passed. Now we see the famine take place. And now Joseph's brothers, they had to go to Joseph so that they can get food. They didn't know they were coming to him. Joseph was disguised and he talked with an interpreter to his brothers. He saw them bow down to him. They fell to the earth just like he told them they would. They made obeisance to him. They did exactly what he said, just like he told them they would because of the dream that God gave them. And so now that they were there, he told them, he said, look, I think you guys are spies. They brought all of them down there except one of their brothers. He said, I think you guys are spies. So what I want you to do is go back home and get your younger brother, the one that they did not bring, Benjamin, the only one they didn't bring. He said, go back and get him, and I want to see his face. And if I see him, then I'll know you guys are not spies. You guys are truthful. You guys are honest. So they went home to get him, but the father would not let him. They said, no. <laughs> Jacob, their father, he said, no, I'm not letting you take Benjamin, he's all I got left now because my because Joseph, he's now gone. He said, Benjamin is the youngest. That's all I have left now. So now. Jacob would not allow them to take Benjamin. And so time passes and they eat up all the corn. They start getting hungry. <laughs> He said, all right, look, <laughs> we have to go down there or else we're going to die. So finally, Jacob sends Benjamin with uh, the rest of the brothers to Joseph. And now Joseph, he begins to see his brothers. His heart would not let him. He began to cry. And I, and I can imagine that he would. I couldn't see who wouldn't. Because you're looking at people who sold you into slavery. And yet you still love them. Yet you see your natural brothers. You see people you still care about. So he disguised himself still. He's still speaking with an interpreter. And he sends his brothers back home again. Um. He, to make the, this is a long story, to make the story short, <laughs> to make the story short, he sends them back after they uh, brought his brother with him. He sees his brother and he puts his cup into uh, his uh, Benjamin, the youngest brother now. He, he puts his cup into his bag and he sends them back home to their father. And so on the way there, he told his uh, servants, he said, look, follow them. And when you catch them, search their bags. Look for my cup. And once he finds the cup, <laughs> he accused them of taking his cup. So now he's going to bring them back. All right. So we're going to pick it up here. Uh, it is it's so much reading to get to. And he searched, uh, Genesis chapter 44 and verse 12. And he searched and began at the eldest and left at the youngest. And the cup was found in Benjamin's sack. Mm -hmm. Then they rent their clothes and laid it every man his ass and returned to the city. Mm -hmm. And Judah and his brethren came to Joseph's house. 
for he was yet there, and they fell before him on the ground. Mm -hmm. And Joseph said unto them, What deed is this that ye have done? Wilt ye not that such a man as I can certainly divine? He said, Look, how did y'all, how are you guys going to take what's mine? Joseph had given them the food, the corn for free. He gave them their money back. Now, if we were in a situation like this, if we're looking at people who tried to kill us, we said, man, I'm not forgiving them. I'm not going to do any good to them. But that's not what Joseph did. All right. And Judah said, what shall we say unto my Lord? What shall we speak? Or how shall we clear ourselves? God hath found out the iniquity of thy servants. Behold, we are my Lord's servants, both we and he also with whom the cup is found. Mm -hmm. And he said, God forbid that I should do so. But the man in whose hand the cup is found, he shall be my servant. And as for you, get, get you up in peace unto your father. He said, look, only the one who I found that cup with, he's going to stay here and be a slave. Only Benjamin. But now Joseph knew that their father loved Benjamin. And that's the reason he planned this to happen to Benjamin in the first place. Because he wanted to see what the brothers were going to do. If they would choose to desert Benjamin just like they chose to do with Joseph. All right. Then Judah came near unto him and said, O my Lord, let thy servant, I pray thee, speak a word in my Lord's ears, and let, none thine, and let not thine anger burn against thy servant, for thou art even as Pharaoh. Mm -hmm. My Lord asked his servant, saying, Have ye a father or a brother? Mm -hmm. And we said unto my Lord, We have a father, an old man, and a child of his old age, a little one, and his brother is dead, and he alone is left of his mother, and his father loveth him. He said, Look, when you asked us if we had a father, a mother, a brother, we told you about all these things. All right. And thou saidest unto thy servants, Bring him down unto me, that I may set mine eyes upon him. And you told us to bring him to you. And we said unto my Lord, The lad cannot leave his father, for if he should leave his father, his father would die. Jacob loved him. He said, look, Jacob loved this boy. He didn't want us to bring him down here in the first place. And so now if you keep him, we won't be able to go back home because he already told us. He said, look, I'm basically dead. If I lose this one, man, I've lost everything I have because Jacob loved his son, Benjamin. Now this much. He said, he's all I have left. So. They're saying we cannot go home without him. Um, drop down to verse. Uh, 30. Now, therefore, when I come to thy servant, my father and the lad be not with us, seeing that his life is bound up in the lad's life. Drop down 33. Now, therefore, I pray thee, let thy servant abide instead of the lent. Instead of the lad, a bondman to my Lord, and let the lad go up with his brother. Mm -hmm. For how shall I go up to my father, and the lad be not with me? Least peradventure I see the evil that shall come on my father. He said, look, take me instead. Judah said, take me instead of him. Now we see their attitude changed. Now... They're showing a repentive heart. 
now they're showing love and compassion because now now they're showing brotherly love drop over to uh skip over to chapter 45 verse 1 then Joseph could not refrain himself before all of them that stood by him, and he cried, cause every man to go out from me, or cause every man to go out from me. And there stood no man with him, while Joseph made himself known unto his brother. Mm -hmm. And he wept aloud, and the Egyptians in the house of Pharaoh heard. He couldn't contain himself any longer. Because of the love that was portrayed, because he's been standing in front of his brothers, for a while now, we hadn't even talked about all of it. But he's been standing with them. He ate with them. And they didn't even know he was him. He had to leave the room multiple times because he, he, he continued to cry because these, these were his family members. And yet he could not even tell them at the time. And so now he's ready to tell them all that's happened. Uh-huh. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I am Joseph. Doth my father yet live? And his brethren could not answer him, for they were troubled at his presence. And Joseph said unto his brethren, Come near to me, I pray you. And they came near, and he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom ye sold into Egypt. Now what? What a hard thing. After all this time, after all this time, he was 17, uh, we didn't read it, but he was 17 when they took him down into Egypt. He was 30 by the time he stood before Pharaoh. Then seven years had to pass, would make him 37. Now we're into the second set of 30 years, or excuse me, seven years. So I don't even know what age he is now, but look how many years have passed and he hadn't even seen his father. Look how many years have passed. He hasn't seen his family. He's been in and out of prison. God has done so many things for him, but now he's in a position that he can save not only his family, but all the people of Egypt. And that's what God used him to do. And that's where we'll pick up. Uh, go, go ahead and go back over to uh, Genesis 50 and verse 20. But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. What an amazing story. Joseph said, look, you meant what you did. That was evil towards me. But God allowed that to happen and he was going to use it as something good. God put him in a position to save these people. And so... What is God using you for today? All of the evil, all of the pain, all of the headaches, all of the horrible things that are happening in our lives, God is using them for his glory, for the good. But we have to endure. We have to have patience. We have to still have joy in the midst of the storm. But will you focus on those things? That determines if the story goes well for us if the story turns out right for us if we continue to endure it because Joseph he could have easily went to prison and start fighting everybody in there he could have got himself killed but that was not God's will he he chose to do what God said he still 
he still chose to keep his integrity. He still chose to be about God's will. So it's upon us to decide if we will look at all the evil things and see the good in them. So I won't uh, talk too long tonight. I've already talked long enough. But I'm hoping that we can see all the evil in every situation if we can see that God's actually using that for good. Because uh, I was talking about this earlier with someone, and we've said it before on the live stream, but even with um, a light bulb, you have to have the negative to go with the positive. Your light could not shine if you didn't have the negative. So we need evil things to happen to us for us to let our light shine the way Jesus told us to. Even, even in the case of Jesus Christ himself, we needed him to die. We needed someone to do evil towards Jesus himself. We needed that to happen because the greatest good came out of that. I'm thankful that they decided to kill Jesus because if they had not, we wouldn't be saved today. Look at how much good always comes out of evil. So the next time somebody persecutes you, he told, Jesus told us, he said, persecution shall come. We must endure horrible things being Christian. But if you do the glory that shall be revealed, it's not even worthy to be compared to what we're going through right now. So if we would see the evil, it's actually not even evil. It's actually good because God is going to make us forget all the evil things that happened to us one of these good old days. If we keep our eyes stayed on him, he'll keep us in perfect peace. So I'm going to leave it at that because I'm about to get excited here in a minute. Because it just really, we couldn't even look at all the things that took place in this story. Um, but it's just amazing to see how God will take something that may seem so bad. And actually it's the best thing that could have ever happened to you. But we just can't see it yet. So I'm praying that uh, each and every one of us would endure it to the end uh, so that we can see the deliverance that God has in store for us. Uh, so with that, I'm going to hand it over to Melvin. Uh, uh, he definitely could have kept going. We could have been here all night. <laughs> but um, I guess our saying, uh, joy in the midst of the storm saying, is uh, rejoice in the Lord always through the good and through the bad. Which is basically all of it is good. We just have to change our perspective into seeing the evil things happen to us good. Like um, I remember before I started reading the Bible like I do now. Before I started trying to follow God like I do now. Bad things used to happen to me. And I used to get super upset <laughs> with just about everything. With God like why me? We definitely will have that why me attitude. And especially we think we're doing everything right. We have that why me attitude. But if we change our perspective and look at how God can turn this into a good thing to happen to us, then we will never get bothered by it. It will strengthen our spiritual muscles and it brings on experience and patience. So when something else happens to us, we can have the same mentality. 
Like, I used to get so mad when people drive slowly in front of me. I used to be a very fast-paced person. I wouldn't even have to be in a rush to get anywhere. I just wanted to get to where I'm going, and I wanted to get there fast. And I used to get so upset. And people driving the speed limit, and we get upset with them because they're trying to be safe. So, like I said, I used to get upset when people would drive slowly in front of me. But now, if somebody drives slowly in front of me, I don't get upset. I think about, man, what if God is protecting me from a wreck that could happen later on down the road if I'm driving too quickly? Maybe he's using this person to drive slowly in front of me to slow me down. Because mm-hmm. I would still drive fast. I'm trying to slow it down a bit. But if we think about all of our bad situations like that, <laughs> no telling what we'd be capable of. Get mad because somebody messed up our order at, at McDonald's or anywhere. So we won't eat it. But we don't look at, well, what if that person was sick? And God had them mess up our order so we wouldn't eat it so that we wouldn't catch whatever they have. Once we start looking at these situations like this, we can see or we can think about how he can turn them around for for our good. And there are a lot of stories, and we definitely didn't cover everything in this story, but there are a lot of stories, and I love reading them about how people go through hardships and they still obey God. Like we just read with Joseph or like Job, and that's definitely a good story right there. And the apostles, and they rejoice through their tribulations. Especially when, when we try to follow God, the true way, the persecutions will come. But the apostles, um, <laughs> no, it's, it's so much stuff that happened to them. And I believe it's at the end of Acts chapter 5 when they got released from, from prison or they, they got out. And um, they rejoiced because they could suffer for the um, name of Jesus. But yet with us... Every minor inconvenience, it doesn't have to be anything big. Every minor inconvenience, we get upset and we complain like it's the end of the world. And I can say that because I definitely felt that way. I've definitely had days where every little single thing would just get on my nerves. I wouldn't even know why. But I'm grateful for that. Because all of those times, all of those bad things has helped, especially with my patience. Jesus says, in your patience, possess ye your souls. And I know I didn't have patience. And my patience is is definitely getting better day by day. So I pray that we all continue and rejoice through our tribulations. Count it all joy. Because if we can change our perspective and see what good things can come of this, and we won't get upset. We'll know that God is going to take care of everything should we keep our eyes fastened on him. Because the devil, the devil will definitely try to throw us off our path. So, if that be it, I'm going to end it right there. Um, thank you guys for commenting. Thank you, Lizenthia, Janet, and Taco for commenting. Really appreciate you guys for tuning in. And as we all know, next week is Thanksgiving week. We'll still have a video up. It'll be like it's, like it's live. It'll present to you guys live, but it will be pre-recorded. And let's see. Kelly says, were you using me as an example, Melvin? <laughs> you know I will boycott a restaurant for a few weeks if, if they get my order wrong in a heartbeat. <laughs> I wasn't, Kelly, but definitely. We, we just have to look at what good will, will come out of it. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you for, for listening. Thank definitely. you.
Thank you. And if anybody has any questions, definitely, definitely ask them. But um, as I was saying, it will be a pre-recorded video for next Thursday because we know people will, you know, be with their families and eating and, and things. So it'll it'll be up. So definitely look for that. And for the people that listen on podcast station, um, it'll be just regular. It'll be uploaded late Thursday evening as always. And since it's also pre-recorded, um, if you have a topic that you like us to discuss, definitely reach out and let us know because we will discuss it. Um, so just definitely let us know about that. Definitely, definitely. Um, so we're always our inboxes are always open. Um, it doesn't matter if it's three sixteen a.m. <laughs> if you got a question to talk, uh, we'll definitely be willing to answer. And so, if that be it, we're definitely going to wrap it up here. We appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in, and we pray that you have a safe and warm weekend. And for those of you in the Oxford area, anywhere close, we're having Bible study. Oh, we're actually not having it this Tuesday because cool is hot. The library will be closed, so never mind. We'll see you guys not next Thursday. Well, we'll have a video up, but it won't be. It will be pre-recorded. So we'll. I guess we'll see you guys the Tuesday after that. Then, and if not then, then next Thursday on our live stream and we'll have another good story and another great topic in the Bible. We'll take another turn and to help bringing the truth out to God's people. So thank you. We pray that you guys have a safe weekend and goodbye. See you guys.